Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Multifamily by the Slice. Today, we had Peely Yerusi on the show. And, you know, it was a fun show. It was more of an EQ show as opposed to an IQ show where we discussed some of the, you know, the emotional sides, quite frankly, of, of, of real estate and how she and her husband navigated that to become extremely successful. Um, and, you know, upwards of 2,300 units is, is what their portfolio is at right now. And, you know, it takes a lot of experience and a lot, and you go through a lot of stuff to, to get to that level. So there's a lot of knowledge to be taken away from this episode. What are your thoughts, Dre? Yeah, I agree, man. It was interesting how she, we've had couples on the show before, but I always love couples on the show because you get the lady's perspective in her case. And she talked about how her and her husband were a team and what she brought to the table. And for her, it was investor relations and raising capital. And it was very, I love, I love hearing it from a lady's perspective, very different from, from, a, from a male's. So um, just starting from single family, she, she was a realtor and then how she leveraged that into communicating with people. She even discussed in detail, she did like a mock trial on myself and Ike, where we pretended like we were uh, just investors or people that she just met. And she basically walked it out on the podcast of how that conversation would go in terms of her building relationships and networking and raising capital and, and educating people about real estate and multifamily real estate in particular that know nothing about it at all and how, that, how she's able to transition to that uh, for them to invest. So. Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the Multifamily by the Slice podcast. I'm your host, Dre Evans. I've got my great co-host here, Ike Eke. I want to thank everyone for tuning in for another great episode. If you're a first-time listener, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you're a returning listener, please leave us a five-star review. It's Wednesday. It's hum day here in San Diego. It's a little rainy, a little gloomy here in Little Italy. But before we introduce today's guest, I got to check in with you, Ike. How are you doing today, bro? I'm doing good, man. I am doing good. Um, for those of you that are, are listening out there, today is the 30th of November, which means last week was Thanksgiving break. And this time last week, I was doing absolutely nothing, which was fantastic. It was nice to have some time off to sort of refresh. Um, so I'm doing good. I'm still working on a, on a little bit of a deal out in Phoenix. So there's there's some uh, some stuff that's going on there. Um, interesting stuff going on there as well. But other than that, man, life is good. How are you? Good things. Good things with the deal. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm actually I'm I'm minutes removed from a conversation with my mortgage broker oh, that I'll man. have to I'll have to get on the phone with him again as soon as we're done here to uh, to discuss a, a few of the details. So uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh man, I wish you the best of grace and luck with all that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man, I'm I'm good. Uh, I was in San Jose for Thanksgiving. My brother just moved up there not too recently. Nice. So it was great to have my mom come out and my other brother from Phoenix. So same thing, man. It was good to just be around family, get some good good cooked food and just enjoy. So I'm happy, man. I'm happy to be here, happy to do this show and let's get into it. Yep, yep. So let me introduce our guest, uh, Pelia Rusi. She is one half of Yerusi Holdings. And um, what they do there is they invest in multifamily property and they've done quite a bit. So I will throw it to her to introduce herself to you guys, the audience, tell us how she got into real estate uh, and where she's at today in real estate and where she plans to be in the future. So Pili, the floor is yours. Aloha, everyone. First, thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be talking with you gentlemen tonight. 
Um, it has been a magical, magical journey. Uh, so currently, uh, we have about or a uh, about 200 million in assets under management uh, for a total of 2,000 units acquired. Uh, we have exited, geez, it's 11 buildings at this point. Wow. Um, which for anyone who's listening that doesn't know what that means, we've basically gone through a full cycle on 11 of our holdings. And this is, we've actually let go of all of our holdings in Kentucky, though that was five buildings in Kentucky um, and a few here in Tennessee as well. So that's what's happening over at Yerusi Holdings. We are a multifamily investment firm. We are digging into a few other types of uh, real estate investing as well. Uh, we started out in, in single family. I had my real estate license. I actually just let go of it a few days ago, realized I was never going to go back into, into uh, buying and selling real estate that way as a realtor. So just let go of it and started off that way, started fixing and flipping, got into wholesaling and realized really quickly that we had basically created another job for ourselves. My husband's name is Jason Yarusi. We have three amazing kiddos. I have either been pregnant or with a small child for all of our real estate journey. So wow. I, am, I am a loving mom and a wife, and I am the other half of Yerusi Holdings, but we have an incredible team that we've built throughout the years, and we could not do this without them. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure Drake can agree with this because he's been here on, on all the calls and, and all the interviews that we've done, but the amount of times that we've you know, ask somebody, hey, how did you get into real estate? And they said, yeah, I was in single family, either as a realtor or a flipper or a wholesaler. It's almost like it's almost like kindergarten going into first grade, right? Like you have to do it. Um, you have to. Well, yeah. I, you know what? I'm not going to say you have to. I have really great friends who did not do single family first, but it is a stepping stone. It's like you realize that you can get in at a certain level and keep on leveling up, leveling up. And multifamily was for us the ultimate level up. Yeah, I, I, I would have to say I misspoke. You don't have to go to transact or, you know, um, be a part of the single family investor market. But that just seems to be a, a common way that many, many people do get into, into real estate. I would like to touch on something you you mentioned when you were sort of giving us your backstory, and mm -hmm. it's the fact that you were you know raising a you've been raising a family throughout the whole time. So can yeah. you speak a little more to that experience? I feel like we probably have a good amount of you know younger women in our audience, or you know women that are at the the stage where they want to start a family. Not to say it's only a woman's job, obviously, but um, you know they're in that stage of their life, and they would like some guidance on how to prioritize, you know, projects versus family and, and and so on and so forth. So if you can expound on that, that'd be great. Wonderful. And I actually really appreciate that you, you did touch on that. It's not only the woman's job. So for any men that are listening to this, this is for you too. It's okay. It's okay to feel like you can't do it. I had many times where I was like, how am I going to I mean, during COVID, I was literally breastfeeding and doing Zoom calls at the same time. It was crazy, but you figure it out and you get it done.
for us, raising a family was our number one reason for really getting into real estate. We wanted to make sure that, I mean, you heard me say it when we got into flipping and wholesaling, it was, we just basically created ourselves another job and we weren't taking back our time. So with multifamily, Jason, and I like to be in charge where we like to manage our assets. We love the passive income, of course, but we love to find the deal, take down the deal, run the deal, make sure our investors benefit from the education and the experience that we've gotten. But being able to also provide a leg legacy wealth and passive income for our family that's going to transcend years has been amazing. So in 2013, when Jason and I first decided to have our first child, um, we knew we had to take those stepping stones. For, so for any moms and dads or people who are thinking, or even if you have children, you're thinking about getting into real estate, the first thing is mindset. The first thing you have to think to yourself is that I can do this. No matter what level in life that you're at, whether or not you're a single person, maybe you just got married, maybe you just got pregnant, maybe you're trying for a child. Wherever you are in life, you're going to have your, your situations, your highs and lows, your, your problems, your successes, your failures, but all through it, you have to make sure that you can depend on you and the fact that you know that you can. So it's amazing for me because I also have Jason. Jason and I are a, an amazing team. We have actually known each other since 2003. We basically grew up together, you could say, in the bar business. We managed restaurants together. We worked together. We bartended together. We were like, we. Are, we were pitted against each other sometimes because our mindsets were totally different at the time. But soon we figured out that our differences was what made us strong. And when we got together and realized that we could do this together, so regardless if you are partnered up romantically or partnered up business-wise, you have to make sure that you have that kind of communication. So throughout, as we were building our business, we were also building our family. So throughout this time period, there was growth in all areas, but throughout the growth in both areas, we had to make sure that that communication was consistent. Does that answer your question? Yes, absolutely. And there, there were two, two of the main parts there that, that answered the question. And the first was where you mentioned, you know, if you're starting a family while you're investing in real estate or starting to invest in real estate, the first thing you have to consider is your mindset. Um, you know, that's one A. If if you don't get that right, then all the work you do afterwards is for not. So so that's that that was something that resonated with me. And then also when you said communication is key, I mean, it should go without saying, which is kind of ironic because we're talking about communication, but communication is is super important. In that spot. So yeah, that 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 made a lot of sense. And yeah, you definitely asked my question. I mean, it's a lot of people say communication is key and it's pushed communication, communication, communication. But there's a reason for that because that's the first thing that breaks, right? Mm -hmm. Throughout any partnership, even between the both of you, whenever you have a disagreement, it's probably because 
there was a lack of communication. So with Jason and I, we absolutely know if there is a disagreement or if there's something that happens that wasn't, that was unexpected, that's probably because there was a lack of communication someplace. And then there's also aspects of the business and family life that we know we have our, I don't want to say set places, but it's like we have our, we have our school bus and we know where we sit in the school bus and we know what jobs we have and we help each other with these jobs. But I know there's certain decisions and there's certain things that Jason's going to do that I'm going to trust that he has it and he can make those decisions. Same for me. He gives me the same respect. He knows that there are a plethora of things that I make decisions on on a daily basis that he will know and trust that I have and I have that handled. So that's the other thing with partnerships. You don't only have to communicate. You have to also trust that the other person is going to do what they say they're going to do and that the division of, of let's say, uh, items, things that you're doing within the business and family is going to get done. I was going to ask you, you know, obviously you talked about being a team with your husband and you all both having different roles in the multifamily space. So let's touch on, you know, your arena. What do you feel that you bring most to the table in that partnership and that you've been able to do? What What is your role like in the management and operation of your multifamily business? So my favorite thing to do is talk with people. Okay. My favorite thing to do. I love talking with people. I love helping people. I've recently um, changed my own title to investor relations and education. So I love educating people on what we're doing. I love letting people know that this is something that they can do. If me, a girl from Hawaii, I like my mom was on food stamps. My mom was a single mom growing up. If I can do this, so can anyone else in the world. You just have to put yourself into the position that you can and know that you can and know that you can surround yourself with the right people. So I am technically investor relations and investor education. I also do a good amount of the capital raising. Okay. And, and that's me within the business. So what is, we, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I was going to ask you to touch more on that investor relations piece. So what's that conversation like that you have with investors? Let's say I'm, I'm on the phone with you. What do you, what do you say to me? Hi, how can I help you? It's really that first conversation has nothing to do with money. There's a reason why that person's calling and, you know, underlying they're calling me, I'm an investor. I'm somebody that they're thinking about investing with, but I, a lot of the times, unless they lead the conversation directly to money, we're talking about anything that they want to talk about. They talk, we're, we've talked about their, their future plans, their plans for, for their children, how they want to build their legacy wealth how they, their job, their financial standing. I've actually talked to a lot, especially recently, I've talked to a lot of individuals who don't have the time or the money to get into investing. That's, that's millions of people in this world. So what do I do for them? I let them know that they can 
And right now, what they need to do is educate themselves, really dig in and educate themselves and surround themselves with the right people, the right podcasts, the right information to get themselves where they need to be. And it takes those stepping stones and frankly, just having somebody to believe in them. So that's how our conversation would go. That first conversation is rarely about money. And if they turn it to like knowing more about me, I'll let them know anything, anything they want. Cause I firmly believe that when you invest, you don't invest, well, the numbers have to work, of course, but you don't invest in the property or the asset you're investing in the people because you all know, as well as I do, a great investment can go sour if the team is sour. So you have to, this is for any passive investors out there or anybody looking to get into investing, make sure that you know who the asset manager is in any multifamily, um, in any multifamily asset that you're going to be investing in. Make sure you know who's pulling the strings, who has the final say, and make sure you know them, make sure you know their goals. Like, I don't want, I don't want to only know my investors' goals. I want my investors to know what my goals are, what I expect of them, not only of what they expect of me. And I want to have a good relationship with all of my investors that way. Like that. So we're going to move on to the next part of the show. The legacy round is going to be an open forum on your favorite acquisition that changed the trajectory of your life and your business, practical tips on how to grow a portfolio or how to build your investment network. I feel like when you're telling your story and even the conversation that we just had, you touched on quite a bit of that already. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a plug for you to sp- expand on capital raising. Um, okay. You know, we touched on the investor relations piece. So can you speak to that? What tips and feedback could you give someone on raising capital? Um, how that process for you, what systems you have in place? I think that'll be insightful for not only current operators, but even beginners and even just entrepreneurs and business alone, because raising capital is always a hot topic and something that everyone can improve upon. I think this is a great conversation. I was actually just talking with our team about this earlier today. Again, it goes back to mindset. Now, now we're talking about money. Um, I remember, geez, I used to, and I still say this, but I say it with, with caution now, never ask for money. Just, you don't, just don't. But the underlying thing you're doing is, is that you're asking for money. So when you're talking with people, you're not asking for money, you're providing an opportunity. So for anyone out there that's having trouble with this, it could be that because I used to have a lot, a hard time talking about money, talking about finances. It was, it was almost like a taboo subject in my family. You just didn't talk about it. You just saved money. Hopefully you retired one day and you lived the good life, right? Happens to everyone. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> so we have to stop being afraid of talking about money first and then understanding understanding where and who we're talking with. That's why that first conversation I have with people, I want to softly understand where they are financially without bombarding them with these questions. Cause a lot of people just don't want to talk about it. I actually just, I just had a conversation with a cousin of mine who I had absolutely no idea who wanted to 
that she wanted to invest. But she was saying that for the longest time, I just didn't want to talk about money because number one, I didn't have it. So I didn't know how to start the conversation. So start having these conversations with your sphere of influence. Start having, honestly, everything that you need is in your phone. Everyone that you need to raise capital from is in your phone. You know someone who could benefit from the opportunity that only you can provide. And know that you have the power to change people's lives for the better. Can you imagine if someone has $25,000 stuck in a stock, like in stocks or stuck in their 401k and they wake up 20 years later and it's made nothing for them? Whereas you can give them a, a great return on their investment. It's that easy. It's switching that mindset from give me, give me, give me. How can I source more money? How can I do this? Yes, you have to get out there. You have to do the marketing. You have to, you have to get yourself out there. But when it comes down to it, it's these one-on-one -on -one conversations that I believe sets Jason and I apart with our assets. See, the great thing is, is that my husband is our key asset manager. So I can talk with him or talk with him and talk about him as his partner in this. But knowing that person and knowing that, you know, it's still an investment, but knowing that you are investing in good people goes a long way. So tell your story for anyone who is, who is looking to become a quote capital raiser. And I'm, that's not my favorite title, but it is what it is. If you're looking to do this, just understand that you can provide opportunity and that's powerful. It's a powerful place to be. Did that answer your question? I hope that was helpful. Yeah, it did. I was also gonna see too, even if you wanted to go even more detailed on the practical tips of maybe there might be platforms or systems that you use as well. I think that might help so our, our listeners. For the systems, we actually use a system called InvestNext. It's our investor relations platform. It's a great platform. I, I cannot say anything bad about it. Um, the great thing is a call comes in, it gets put into the system. I can write notes. I can talk, I can write jot little notes about things that I talked about with the investor. So anyone else who happens to talk to that same investor within our team knows what I know. We can share information, and this is also the way our investors see all of our all of our assets, any of the investments that come up. They can get all the information through Investnext, and they can also put in a soft commitment, sign their PPMs, do everything through this system. So, for any system needs, we use Investnext for it all. We're going to move on to the last part of the show, the Giordano round. As you know, this is the multifamily by the size podcast and the name stems from Chicago, deep dish pizza and Giordano's being the name, the number one spot. So it's going to be a series of questions going back and forth between Ike and myself that will ask you and each, each question is going to leave our listeners with a mouthful of knowledge. So the first one, you're on the top of the highest mountain in the world. These are the last words. You scream out before you die. What would you want to scream out to the world and want them to remember you by? Live with aloha. I 
I like it. I like it. All right, number two. If there was one slice of wisdom you wish you knew when you got started or advice you could pass on to others, what would it be? Believe in myself more. It's one thing, if you want me to expand on that, it's one thing that I have grown in these past almost, it's been a decade of investing that I carried through my teens and into my 20s. It was not believing in myself. I've done a lot of different jobs and each one I quote failed at because I didn't believe I could take the next step. Finally in real estate, I know I, I know I can, and I believe in myself and I believe in my own power and I believe in supporting my family. So having, had I had that, I don't even, like, I don't even know where I would be right now, but I know there's so many people out there that just do not believe in their self, themselves enough. Know this. You have this. You are powerful beyond belief. You just have to believe it yourself. Vocab. What are your favorite or three most critical real estate terms multifamily investors should know and why? Ooh, three most critical terms. Hmm. Let's think about this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with something really simple because normally I'm like, I'm the emotional one. I love, I love talking. I love getting to know investors when it comes down to it. It's three words, know your numbers, no matter what. Fair enough. That pretty much encompasses all the, all the, uh, the metrics you can have out there. So I like it. All right. Last question. Education is critical in this business. What books, apps, mastermind groups, or podcasts would you recommend listeners to immerse themselves in? So I would be remiss not to mention my own mastermind, that's Seven Figure Multifamily, sevenfiguremultifamily.com. But I live my life, and the books are actually right behind me. Um, Actually, the other book isn't there. The One Thing and the 12-Week Year. I, the one thing I, if anyone that's listening to this is having trouble focusing, or you find yourself looking at shiny objects and multifamily just happens to be another shiny object for you, focus in on one thing. You'd be amazed to see what you can do in a short amount of time with extreme focus. I found when I focused and extremely focused on one thing, all of a sudden we were successful. All of a sudden I was able to support this business the way I needed to. So find what it is within, find what it is within real estate that you want to focus on. And then within that type of real estate, what you want to, what you want to focus on there. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. This is the Multifamily by the Slice podcast. I'm your host, Dre Evans. I've got my co-host here, Ike, aka we want to thank everyone for tuning in for another great episode. And we'll see you on the next one. Have a good day.